Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, a haunted house in New York is warning ticket holders to bring a change of underwear. I'm Tony Kornheiser. People my age do that anyway. Okay. No big deal. You're not going in a haunted house. And if the haunted no. house is going to scare you to the point that you, uh, your pants, yeah. then you need to right. stay home. You know, the, you need to yeah. go to the house of pancakes and not the haunted house. <laughs> I'm not big on haunted houses. No. I'm really not. Come on. I, you know. We're in New I'm York. I'm not big on the house of pancakes either, but I, I think that would be better. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Josh Allen turns it over. Matt Olson and Mookie Betts put up big numbers, and the NBA addresses load management again. But we begin today with the deflating news that Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles last night on the fourth snap of his career with the New York Jets, and he will be out all season. Wilbon, where does this leave the Jets? Ugh. And where does this leave Rodgers? I mean, Tony leaves the Jets in a very uncertain place, and Rodgers at 39 years old, as great as he's been. We have seen athletes try to come back and not make it all the way back or make it all the way back and still be slightly lesser, particularly when you get past 33, 34 years old. And I, let me go back to the feeling last night of watching this in live time, the fourth snap, Rodgers on the ground. And when he sits down, you're like, okay, he knows something. You know, I had a couple of people, including our mutual friend Larry Irving, say, I, I tore my Achilles two years ago. I know what this is because you know. You know and they know what That's happened. Right. And they may not announce right. it, but it's known what happens immediately with the Achilles. And I, it's just so devastating because Aaron Rodgers has been the talk, the obsessive talk of the pro football offseason for so many months. But I remember, I remember personally when Derrick Rose tore up his knee at 22 years old. He was the MVP. And they had been the one seed. And the very first game of the playoffs, Derrick Rose tears up his knee. And never, as you know, Tony, we talked about this, was the same, even though he was young and, and so athletic and so great. And you look at Rodgers at this point at 39, you go, what does this mean? It means uncertainty for the Jets, even though I like their defense and their coach and their, 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 their mindset. It leaves uncertainty for yeah. everyone. Yeah, I, I, let's just be candid about this. The Jets are done. Ooh. The Jets were a long Ooh. shot with Aaron Rodgers to begin with at 39, coming off a mediocre year. But he gave them hope. What is the realistic hope with Zach Wilson? Well, if Zach Wilson were any good, they wouldn't have gone and got Aaron Rodgers yeah, to begin true. with. Maybe he'll I'll get check better. My notes here. Maybe he could be better. I, I think so. I think the Jets' defense is good, and I think the pieces they added around Rodgers on offense, even if a little bit old, are very good. That, that was a, a great win last night. It really was a, a fantastic win for them. And you can live off the fumes of that win for a few days, but not all week and not all season. Mike, they've got in the next five weeks, Ooh, they've got Dallas, they've got Kansas, Kansas City, City, and they've got Philadelphia. This is the worst possible outcome. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers had four snaps. That's all he had. All the hope and dreams and prayers coalesced around Aaron Rodgers, and he had four snaps. Yeah. He's 39 now. He's going to say, I'm going to rehab. I'm going to be back. But we both think, you don't know. maybe you won't be back. Maybe you won't be back at 40 years old. And now what do the Jets do? Do they call Carson Wentz? Do they call Matt Ryan? Do they call Tom Brady, which I would do? No. It doesn't really matter no. because it was all centered on Rodgers. Mike, mm -hmm. this is bad for the Jets, and it's bad for the league 
because oh, yeah. everything was focused on the saga of Aaron Rodgers. Well, that's, for that's, that's, snaps. that's a New York thing. But I want to go, if we could talk a New York thing real quickly. You are not observing this totally as an outsider, though you've lived in Washington right. now for the last 43 years. You grew up right. a Jets fan. The Jets were important to you at one point yes. in your life. You looked at this, and you had to get a little excited and have a little bit of a flashback. So what did you feel last night when he went down? And he sat back down. What did you feel? The exact moment, the exact moment that he sat there and brought his knees up, I thought, this is bad. Yeah. This is really bad. I'm not a, well, I am a doctor, but not that kind of doctor. This is really bad. And what you think about as a Jets fan is the curse of every single year post Joe Namath. The curse that happens to that team. Yeah. yeah. Bad. Fell for you and Greeny last night. You two first and foremost. The Jets went on to win last night's game, as we mentioned. Undrafted rookie Xavier Gibson returned to punt 65 yards in OT for the winning score. But the Bills might have won in regulation if not for another turnover binge from Josh Allen. Tony, how concerned should the Bills be about Allen and his turnover issues? Yeah. Again, that was a great, great win. I don't think anybody expected the Jets to score a point after Aaron Rodgers no, went out of that I game. Didn't. They came back in the fourth quarter to tie. They took the lead in the fourth quarter. They had that fabulous walk-off punt return. And you know why all that happened? Because Josh Allen stunk. That's why that happened. If you think that Joe Burrow was bad on Sunday, and he was bad on Sunday, Josh Allen was worse. He threw three interceptions to the same guy at some point. Stop throwing near this guy. Hey, three interceptions. Well, the guy never he had, had three lost interceptions in his life. Josh Allen personally allowed the Jets to stay in that game. Tony, that's true. But let me just say this. Look, Josh Allen's great. I'd like to have him. But Josh sure. Allen turns it over. That's what, he's, that's what he does. That's what he has done. That's what he just did last year. And that's what he apparently will do again. So you know that's the flaw. He's a terrific quarterback. He's not yet a Hall of Fame Super Bowl winning quarterback. And that may or may not be the difference between him being terrific and him being truly great. D don't know. He may have to cut down on that. There have been some terrific quarterbacks who have turned the ball yeah. over. Josh Allen doesn't seem, Tony, like he's all of a sudden going to be a perfect guy. He's not going to be Tom Brady. He's not going to go even with these 47 touchdowns and three picks. That's not the way he plays. So they no. got Buffalo's no. got to account for that, get used to it, and understand they're going to lose a couple of games this year. 13-4 and four is about the best they could even think of going. Losing at the Jets was always a possibility. Let's not go crazy. You look at Josh Allen and you think, I want this guy. He's big, he's strong, he's willing to get hit. Yep. He can throw it 70 yards in the air, and he acts like a leader. He takes responsibility. He said, I was terrible with all these turnovers. But as you say, there are so many turnovers. Mike, there are two he stats you need to hear. All the time. Since 2018, Allen has 84 turnovers. Yeah. That's more than any quarterback in the league. In his last 19 games, the combination of fumbles and interceptions is 37. Mike, every year I look at the Bills just like you do, and I think maybe they can get to the Super Bowl, and I base that on the fact that I think Josh Allen's really good. Maybe right. he's not. Well, he I is. I don't know. Tony, well, can he go one season, one full season and postseason 
without one great those killer turnovers. That, you know? That's right. We'll see. We'll see. Let's move to the NBA, where there is deep concern about load management and its effect on the integrity of the league. They've come up with a plan to limit load management. Only one star player can miss a game for load management at a time. If more than one misses the same game, fines could eventually exceed $1 million. The NBA is defining a star player as one who has made the All-Star game or any All-NBA team in the previous three seasons. Well, Bonnie, are you confident this plan will solve the load management problem? No, I'm not. Uh, I'm glad there's a plan. I'm glad there's enough interest and enough concern to come up with a plan. I think this is a... a I'm not going to say it's an emergency situation, but it's an ugly situation for the NBA to constantly have games where people pay thousands of dollars, just not hundreds, because if you bring two people in your family, you're going past a thousand to sit in a decent seat, park and have a hot dog. You're going north of a thousand dollars so thousands of dollars and people just show up and you don't play four or five guys on your team. This is garbage. That's what it is. And so there has to be some concern about it, Tony. But I don't know. I just think the teams will start saying somebody's injured because some of these things are planned and they're looking at at maintenance. And yes, that's what it is. But people just start putting them on injury report. If if coaches and and, and the analytics experts who occupy, sadly, every office in sports decide, no, we can't play this guy tonight because he always scores less against this team when he's played four out of five, they'll just list him as injured. So I don't have confidence. Yeah, I don't have confidence for a different reason, and my lack of confidence is because I think that owners will happily pay a $1 million fine when they're paying an athlete $50 million, and they don't want to get on his wrong side. I think that if Paul George and Kawhi Leonard sit out at the same time, Steve Ballmer's going to pay the fine. Um, I, like you, agree with the notion that they should try and do something about this, but there are a lot of loopholes in this, Mike. A lot. Like, the loopholes seem to allow for LeBron James and Steph Curry and your boy Chris Paul to sit whenever they want because they're over 35 years old. They've played the requisite number of games. So the, the thing sort of looks like it's tough, but it may not be tough. I do enjoy the way they define star players. It would amount to about between 40 and 50 guys a year. You know, and I, I think that's reasonable. That's but this is, will yeah. interest you. Your Chicago Bulls, who are not very good, have three of those guys. Yeah. Denver, which won the championship, has one of those guys. So it doesn't he's necessarily the one you want to, correlate to He's the one you want to see. I'll yeah. tell you that. Yeah. Out of all those yeah. four guys you just mentioned, there's one, yeah, even though I'm it. from Chicago and a Bulls guy, there's one I'm going to pay to see, and we know who that is. Joker. Yeah, well, the good news for the Washington Wizards is they have no stars, so they can sit, sit everybody, everybody every night, love all night. Oh, the podcast. Let's take a break. That. Coming up, the national champ usually comes from the SEC, but will this year be different? And did Mookie Betts or Matt Olson reach the more impressive milestone last night? Toss up is next. You got the sense that Rodgers knew, right? Yeah. He felt that he knew. He knew. He was done. Yep. Wow. Sad. I mean, there was that sort of optimism. Oh, it's just a bruise. Or, oh, it's just a... Weddings are all about the bride and groom, but they're a chance to look your best, too. With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks, even though they start at just $499. It's easier than ever to be impeccably dressed with Indochino, so order your custom suits now and be ready for wedding season. Design the suit of your dreams and fine-tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, and more. 
That's right. It's bespoke without the premium price tag. Suits start at just $499 and fitted shirts at $89. To make life even easier, you can set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without even leaving the house. But if you prefer a premium in-person experience, just book an appointment at a showroom near you and let an Indochino style guide walk you through every step. Look your best this wedding season at the table or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code PTI to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code PTI. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action, live and in person, with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Time for toss-up. Two men enter, one man leaves, finishes the show, then gets unreasonably excited for the 635 tilt tonight between the 65-win Nationals and 66-win Pirates. I'll be on that one. What's first? Toss-up, which conference are you taking to win the College Football National Championship? The SEC or the field? Okay. It's very tempting right now today to take the field. Yeah. Because the SEC... Alabama, Texas A&M, Florida, lost, somebody all else, LSU, at least one. they've all lost early. Yeah. Okay? They all have. They've only beaten one top 25 team. Mississippi beat number 24 Tulane. So what? The SEC is 3-6 and six against power conferences, and the Pac-12, which is dissolved, is 6-3 and three against power conferences. So we are upside down at the moment. But, and there's a big but here. We're talking about the team that wins, the one team that wins. So as long as Georgia is standing, yeah. I'm not sure that I can take the field. <laughs> yeah. The SEC has won the last four, Mike, five out of the last six, six out of the last eight, and 13 out of the last 17. And if Texas wins this one, they'll just claim them as an SEC team right now anyway. Well, Tony, look, I, we, we know the SEC is the best conference. There's no argument there. And, and, and when I first thought about this, I'm thinking, you know what? Some SEC team is going to pop up and have a great season. Tennessee, it ain't like they've never done it. Arkansas, I think, hasn't lost a game yet. These teams could any, oh, at least one team from the SEC can and likely will pop up and go 13-0, and and we're going to be saying, wait a minute, they're the number one-ranked, two-ranked, three-ranked team in the country. They're in the Final Four. Okay. But, Tony, there's something about the Pac-12. Is Colorado still in the Pac-12? Colorado technically, and technically, USC. Yeah. Those are the two teams, USC and Colorado, that I'm rooting for, and I don't know if either plays enough defense to sustain what they've got going on through an entire season, go something and one. Because something and one is as bad as you can go. But I'm going to take the field. I'll be the Weisenheimer. Notice I didn't mention Ohio State or Michigan, because I ain't mentioning them. Wisconsin's already lost. I'm going to stay with the SEC right now. Take the field. What's next? Toss-up, more impressive milestone from last night. Mookie Betts' 100th RBI or Matt Olsen's 50th homer. 
I'm going to go off the board a little bit. I'm going to tell you what I think is the most impressive milestone from last night. And that was Matt Olson getting to 127 RBI That's now. That's a lot. Mookie Betts is great. Mookie Betts is the third guy of all time to get to 100 RBI in the leadoff spot. That's wonderful. He's 24 behind Matt Olson. Matt Olson's 50th home run. That's great. He's only the second brave to ever get to 50 because Hank Aaron never that's, hit that's, that, 50 home that's runs. Impressive. But last year, Aaron Judge had 62. And if Shohei hadn't been hurt, I think he'd have 50 this year as well. So I think it's the RBI title, Mike, for this reason. Do you know the last time anyone by the end of the season was at least 24 ahead of the next guy in the field? Who? It was 1938. Wow. Jimmy Fox and Jimmy Hank Fox. Greenberg, 107. There was plus 28 at that point. It's so long ago that I think the RBI number is great. Tony, I'm going to go with the home runs. I'm going to tell you why. You, you, you started with this. Only, I mean, people may think it's Henry Aaron. No, who's got the Braves record for home runs. No, it's not. It's no. not Eddie Matthews. No. It's not Joe Torre. It's not Chipper Jones. It's Andrew Jones. No. All right? But right. when you do something for that franchise, even though the ballpark now is a joke relative to what Henry Aaron had to hit in in Milwaukee and in Atlanta, well, the launching pad was kind of a joke too. But, I mean, yeah. if you – when you're mentioned with Henry Aaron and you go north of Hammer and Hank, I, I'm sorry. I got to stop right there. I know Mookie's having a great season. Mookie's a great player. Mookie may wind up being the greatest leadoff hitter. And I think of Pete Rose and Ricky Henderson. Ricky Henderson. But but, but, but it seems that Mookie is really better and got more power than both of them. But I'm still going to go with that home run mark for Matt Olson. Tony, Henry Aaron. End of sentence. He's north of him. That's it. Let's take one last break, but still to come, the Mets hire a new head of baseball operations. And my Cubby's latest call-up has a Hollywood backstory. It's kind of cool. But can you imagine how far ahead Olsen is in RBIs? He's 23 ahead of the field. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Happy time, people. Happy 27th birthday, Kyle Bradish. The Orioles' righty has become the most reliable starter on the staff of the team with the best record in the American League. 
Radish is 11-3 with a 3.03 ERA and 26 starts. His ERA is third in the AL, and his whip of 1.092 is sixth. Radish was originally signed as a draft choice of the Angels in 2018, was sent to the Orioles the next year in the trade to get pitcher Dylan Bundy. Radish made his major league debut last year. The first half of last year, he had a 7.38 ERA. The second half, a 3.28 ERA. In his first four starts this year, Bradish had a 6.14 ERA, and since then, it's 2.68. Can you see a pattern here? Here's our pattern on PTI. What is this obscure pitcher birthday week? Yesterday, we had some guy from the Dodgers who's now yep. appearing to be a closer. I'd never heard of him, yep. and now I never heard of yep. this guy, even though he's only 35 minutes up the road. But happy birthday. Yep, yep. Courtesy of D-Light. Don't we get go. on his bad side. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Wes Welker. On this day 12 years ago, the Patriots All-Pro receiver scored on a 99-yard touchdown pass to cap off an eight-catch, 160-yard receiving night in the Patriots' season-opening win over the Dolphins. Welker led the NFL in catches three times. He's now in his second season as wide receiver coach with the Dolphins, and Tyree Kill credits Welker with, quote, grilling him every day in practice. But when I think of Welker, I can't help remembering that pass in the Super Bowl from Brady that Welker jumped oh, for, got his hands on, it. and dropped. And I remember Giselle Bunchen, then married to Brady, saying dismissively, quote, my husband cannot throw the ball and catch the ball at the same time. Well, why not? I mean, he's the GOAT, right? <laughs> I mean, Jordan would have thrown it and caught it at the same time. What's the problem? Huh? Welker, by the way, should be in the Hall of Fame. Happy trails to the minor leagues for Pete Crow Armstrong. The Cubs, your Cubs, have yep. called up 21-year-old Crow Armstrong for outfield duty beginning today. Call-ups happen every September. What makes this unusual is Crow Armstrong's family history. His mother, actress Ashley Crow, plays the mother of a 12-year-old boy who becomes the owner of the Minnesota Twins in the 1994 movie Little Big League. Now her actual son is in the big leagues. Wow. Crow Armstrong is MLB Pipeline's 12th best prospect. The Cubs drafted him in 2020 out of Harvard Westlake High School in Los Angeles, a school that produced pitchers Lucas Giolito, Jack Flaherty, and Max Fried, not to mention Jamie Lee Curtis, Jake and Maggie wow. Gyllenhaal, John Lovitz, fame. and Jason Siegel, among many. They got many. fame at that high school, Tony. Probably our best prospect, I'm thinking, since Chris Bryant. Probably, and they called him up last night to play, called, Chris, uh, called him up to play against Colorado, Chris Bryant, who's allegedly still on the Rockies. They basically reinstated him, but I don't think he got in against the Cubs last night. That would have been weird seeing Chris Bryant play against the Cubbies. Don't like that. Nice story about the mom being in that movie. It is. We're it's running cool. out of show, and we go to the big finish. Let's do it. Ohio State coach Ryan Day announced that Kyle McCord Will be the Buckeyes' starter for the rest of the season? Is that a good decision, Mr. Big Ten? Maybe. The Buckeyes haven't been overpowering yet, but I mean, maybe this kid will get it done and get him on the right track. The Mets are hiring David Stearns to run baseball ops. Does that make sense? I don't know him. You know, I'm told he's 38 years old. He grew up in Manhattan as a Mets fan. Sure, if they, if they let him do it, they let him do it. The Oregonian reports that Damian Lillard will report to camp and play yeah. for whatever team he's yeah. on at the start of the season, does that surprise you? No, I mean, Dame Lillard is not James Harden calling people liars publicly and saying he's never gonna play. It's not Dame Lillard. Come on, people, pay attention. Max Scherzer on the mound, your boy, for the Rangers yeah. tonight at the Blue Jays. He needs a bounce back performance. He's gonna get it. 
He got lit up by the Astros in the last start. If you're a warrior god, you put this one in your back pocket and win it. Last one. The Mariners have suddenly lost four straight. Will they beat the Angels tonight? They need to. And the Astros could be inching away from Texas and Seattle, so be careful out there. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. Paul and Brad, shout out. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. And now, you're sports. Paul and Brad, two guys I played golf with in Jersey. They're not expecting this. They pick up the tab.